Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, Christianity 101 Prepared in Christ. Christianity 101 is really a matter of faith that you and I should not fret. Faith and hope in Christ Jesus were meant for times like these. Do not miss this post, Warning Sign Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 34, on Battle Lines. Warning signs to the nation, as we continue with Chapter 20 and the last of Chapter 19, we find Jehovah's Prophet giving a warning sign to the most powerful Gentile nations around. Do not miss this post in Christ Jesus' Nonconformity to the World. Christ Jesus' Nonconformity to the World. This is the beginning and ending of all things in Christ Jesus. Here we, are in the, here we are in the world, but not fashioned according to its desires and lusts. And do not miss this post on warn-usa.com. Christian Perilous Times Classic Warn Radio. But here we still have rule of law that makes it harder to get away with lawlessness in this arena. Danger abound, dangers abound in many places of the world. Christians are not safe. Also, do not miss this post. Global Gospel Turmoil Classic Warren Radio. Global Gospel Turmoil rages from America to China and into the Middle East and onward to the United Kingdom. As never before, the turmoil has reached epic proportions. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. It's a Christian fiction thriller. And The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new order. Be sure to sign up for the Warren, the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to DanaGlennSmith.com where you can visit our Christian books and resource shop where we feature the rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our vision media.
And now I welcome the watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. Here we are again. This time we're... In July. It's the first Wednesday in July. Isn't that exciting? Oh, that's hard to believe. Oh, I know. Everything's hard to believe. <laughs> it is. Yep. I'm astounded all the time at how fast time is going. Well, you know, we talk about that a lot. I know. And... It has gone by I'm very fast. I'm glad because it's just one day closer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, which I'm looking forward to. As the wickedness abounds, it just makes you want the Lord to come sooner. Well, you know, it does. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. I mean, make no mistake about it. And so... Uh, we're going to be doing our first. This is Islam and the Antichrist Jesus. And of course, the first thing you're going to hear, you know, and this article is one that uh, we've had for a while. And this thing has been edited and looked at and redone and but you see, there's a lot of deception today. And in the battle for truth, the center of it for us and for all believers is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Now, just because you know Jesus Martinez or Jesus Martinez, Jesus in Spanish is Jesus. That does not mean that's the same Son of God. And Jesus Christ is our English version out of the Bible. And in the Greek, I think the pronunciation is Jesus. But see, there's also the Messianic version, which is Yahshua. That's a shortened form. But the thing of it is, is that there is the true Son of God, Jesus Christ, or Yahshua. And then there's the Antichrist, Jesus of Islam. And you need to know the difference. Especially in our world where anything goes. And... Not to mention the fact there's lawlessness everywhere, worldwide. And at the center is the hatred against Christianity. And it's going on everywhere, even in America. 
I mean, go figure. You'd have never thought that that would have happened, you know, at Tower? That's right. And that's I why... I never would have imagined it would get like this. No, never. Even though we've been told, you know, the Bible has been very clear in letting us know what the end of days were going to be like. And we knew it. And, of course, you know, all of our lives we've known certain aspects. We know more than we used to. And yet we do see the lawlessness as never before. But see, in spite of all the challenges, there are always those that are coming to the Lord, including the enemies of Jesus or the church. We see that all the time. People who are miraculously saved and joining the ranks of those that they formerly criticized. Thank God. Yeah. And there's one thing that a relationship with the Yahshua or Jesus is not about. It's not about religion. This is about a person uh, by the name of Yahshua or Jesus Christ who is the only begotten Son of God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. In Revelation 1, he calls himself the Almighty. So it's not about mere religion. This is about redemption and the power to become the sons of God, which you'll find in the first chapter of John. So check out Islam and the Antichrist Jesus at DanaGlennSmith.com. That's DanaGlennSmith.com, and the Glenn is with two N's. And also check out our other site at warn-usa.com, which has had a major overhaul recently, and it all looks different. So check them out, and make sure you know the difference when we're talking about Islam and the Antichrist Jesus. Now we're over in Pakistan's blasphemy laws. You know, Tower, we've, I bet we've lost track of how many blasphemy cases we've seen. Oh, we have, and it, it's just nuts. It's crazy how many people are just, if you just look at somebody wrong, they say you're blaspheming Muhammad or whoever. It's, it's just ridiculous. Well, this story comes via Barnabas' aid. And I remember when this happened. This is about Stephen, who had gotten typhoid fever at the age of 10, which caused brain damage. But he was imprisoned in March of 2019. He was accused of making derogatory remarks about Muhammad, the prophet of Islam. And so far, he's been in prison for more than three years. And the accusations came in after a dispute between Stephen and a Muslim neighbor. 
and as a result, he's automatically he wound up charged, according to the Pakistan Penal Code, and it carried a maximum mandatory death sentence. Oh wow! But you see, the thing of it is, we have seen, and even the officials say that there is a misuse of the blasphemy law. And however, you know, it does continue to be used wrongly. And people use the law for personal grudges and revenge. Yep. And they get away with it. That's right. And in the case of Basia Bibi, we saw that again. And in that case, there were three women against one Christian. They were all Muslim. Now, the thing about this case is that on May 31st of this year, a Lahore High Court judge announced a decision in favor of Stephen. And so he was given bail and uh, been released. And uh, they continue to say, now he's out on bail. He's just been in prison for three years. Good grief. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And usually you have to worry about him even being able to stay alive because they always want to kill him. Yep, that's for sure. So his legal team is going to continue to try to clear his name. Over an alleged crime he never committed. And his lawyer says they'll continue to fight in court to get him acquitted because he's innocent. That's a fact. And it's a shame even if they were to clear his name, people would still want to kill him because they're all riled up. Yeah. Well, in Islam, that's the easy way to get rid of them. Yeah. Isn't Pakistan one of the countries that has, <coughs> excuse me, religious freedom? Well, yeah, they do have religious freedom, but you can still wind up getting killed real easy. Same way with uh, India. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it has, you're free to believe, but if you try to practice it, that's where you get in trouble. That's right. So as long as you can keep your mouth shut, not do anything about it, and never pray, or never have a Bible, you're going to be okay. So utterly ridiculous. Now, there is a difference, you know, in the wind. Now, if you get to some of the Sunnis and you get over to uh, Saudi Arabia, they're trying to change that whole thing. And this recent thing... That was done during the Trump administration. The Abraham Accords. That's really picking up steam now in the Middle East. And, you know, they want to include America in there. And they want America as a partner. So there's a lot of hope in there that they'll be able to get things straightened out. That 
that Christians will be able to practice their faith without getting killed for it. Well, that'd be wonderful. But at any rate, so we're glad to see that little bit. Yes, we are. And especially for this guy. But, you know, if they find someone that's uh, got some kind of mental disorder or something, it's just easy to accuse them. That's right. Well, you know, and see, technically, with him having mental issues. And he could, because of the brain damage he suffered due to that illness, he could not, maybe he's not even an eight-year-old, does not have the mentality of an eight- or nine-year-old, you know. He's probably still childlike. Well, you know, uh, Islam does allow for that, you know, if a person is seemingly nuts, you know, or lost yeah. their mind or not all there. And I, I don't know that because I don't know all the facts, but I just kind of assume that. And it does not talk about that here. but You know, it, it's good to see that movement, though. You know, to where a yes. judge says, okay, let's let him out. You know, he's been in there for three years. And... Now, he has been diagnosed as a bipolar disorder, and he's unfit to stand trial. Hmm. And international human rights experts were called in, and uh, they called for the charges to be dropped against him. Yeah, as well they should be. So at any rate, that's the way it is in the world today. Well, we got a lot of disorders here in America. <laughs> they're mostly sin disorders. Yeah, but you'd think they're crazy. Really, off the top nuts. Yeah. Now, this guy seriously had something the matter with him. Well, we're going to move on here. The truth set her free. Yeah, this is exciting. This came via CBN. And uh, it was 1985, and the woman was Claudia Wells, and it was her big screen debut. And uh, that was the year that Back to the Future had been brought out and she played the part of Marty McFly's girlfriend and uh, she confessed to CBN during this interview that she was excited she had finally gotten a movie because it got down to me and two other girls and Michael J. Fox and I was excited about him because he's so cute. <laughs> they said that Claudia, the youngest of three, was a natural in front of the camera. And by the time she was 12, she and her mother, who was a single divorced mom, were living in L.A. And landing a number of small television roles. 
And, of course, you know, you can get caught up in that, which she did. And so, you know, the real issue here, though, is her mother was an alcoholic. Yep. And so that, you know, that gave Claudia a lot of trouble because her mother made sure she was someone to be despised. That is tragic. She said, I thought everyone grew up hearing, I regret the day you were ever born. I really thought that was a normal thing. I was either the greatest or I was worse than my father, worse than my mother. And, of course, you know, if you're in Hollywood, you can get taken advantage of. That's true. And so, while Claudia was in doing all these roles, her mother burned through all of her money. And her mother also not only used up her money... Well, she controlled Claudia's weight. She said, I used to stand in front of my mom's bed and turn while she sat there and told me I was too fat, and I wasn't. It was apparently you know, something that bothered her because she repeated that twice. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't. So when you see that, that that's emphasis. She, she became, this was something that was really a, a problem. And so, what do you happen? You know, what happens? You become obsessed with being thin. And you're always on a diet. Now, see, she was only 14. Sad, sad. And, uh, but one day she tried to overdose on pills... And she was found in her bedroom unconscious. She had used her mother's prescription pills. She said it wasn't a cry for help. She didn't want to be helped. She says, I'm done. I don't deserve to be here anyway. I'm too fat. That's her self-image. You know, and, and girls are really susceptible to that. For sure. And I think all kids are, really. Now today, we've got... You know, it, it's a little more complicated than just this. I mean, we're just totally bizarro weird today. In many ways. And she actually said that she was in... Uh, she was cast in the Herbie the Love Bug and uh, starring Dean Jones. And it was Dean Jones and his wife who that she became friends with. And... Uh, he, he told her about the hole that was inside of her. And if she didn't fill it with God, and if I didn't fill it with Jesus Christ, it'll be filled with men and drugs and problems. That's true. So she said, I said the sinner's prayer with Dean at lunch one day, and I became saved. She said she didn't really understand anything that that meant, but God heard me. 
But see, she continued to believe. And, and see, this is what happens many times. You know, after that first experience, she continued to believe the voices in her head telling her it was a mistake. Now see, you need to rebuke those voices and rebuke the spirit behind those voices. And get more of the word of God in you. Yes. The and positive you need, things need of to God. Pray because... These are demonic spirits. You have to rebuke them. That's right. She said, uh, well, she did get that movie, Back to the Future. And uh, she always worried about her figure. And it was about 1985 that her mother was diagnosed with cancer, so she worked in television for a couple more years, and then she quit to take care of her mother. That was a pretty noble thing to do. Yeah. And she said, I took care of her the best I could. I was not in a place emotionally to do anything that had anything to do with acting. I was so angry. And I stopped acting because it was so important to my mom. Now that sounds like a kid, doesn't it? Yeah. So she had bulimia, later drugs and alcohol. Now you're up to the time of 1992. And... Uh, she entered a rehab program that brought her into eventual recovery, and then she opened up a men's clothing store called Armani, Armani Wells. And she was going to church, moving forward. She had a successful business, but she still had the pain of her childhood. She said it was my protection. I built brick walls in front of me, physically in my brain. And it was later on that she finally saw her as she was, a woman like herself who was broken. Saw her mother. Yeah, when her, when her mother died, yeah. And, you, you know, you always think you hate them or something, and then, but when they're dead, they're dead, they're gone. Yeah. And so she woke up. She said, God, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry for the horrible things I said about her. I'm sorry for hurting her on purpose by destroying myself to the best of my ability. And I'm sorry for the mean things I did and said. I'm sorry. Please, will you forgive me? And she said a few years later, the voices of self-condemnation and guilt finally were silenced. Thank God. And she thought, wait a minute, why am I being so horrible to myself? Jesus died on the cross and he took up all these horrible sins that I'm condemning myself for. And so that really led to her. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank and, God. Uh, she says, and then I went up to the guy, the preacher, and I said, I'm not a mistake. And he hugged me and said, I'm not a mistake. So she's still running her clothing store. 
Good for made her. several appearances on television and takes time to sign an autograph or two. She says, God has given me such a level of peace and it's from him. I can prove I am walking, talking proof that God is real, that Jesus Christ exists. exists. Every blessing comes from him. Amen. And that's a really good story. It is a great testimony and a testimony to what God does in people's lives. He restores them. Yeah. He's a God of restoration. We don't have to live in that condemnation that the devil throws at us. Well, you know, and he does. And if he doesn't, we do. That's true. A lot of times. You know, the person that you need to forgive, first of all, is yourself many times. Forgive yourself. And see, she did it by going to the cross again and realizing after her mother's death what things were like. Because in the end, you know, your life is gone. And when it's gone, you're finished. Can't get it back. Nope. And so she saw that. And it's a good thing she did. Or she, you know, she wouldn't have made it. No. And I see kids today, and I see what they're doing on, you know, online. And, you know, you, you see everything going on. And I see them all, some of these uh, kids that are up there, young, young people that Biden has put in the White House. And, you know, to put it bluntly, they're corrupt. They're walking in the wrong way. And... Uh, you know, they think this is great. But the thing of it is, you need to deal with the sins. And we we in America feed off of these kids. So right at your most vulnerable point, they have these people, older men who are drag queens, who have already given themselves over to the lust of the flesh and the perversion. And... Uh, we have made it cutesy to have them play around with kids, and that's wrong. It is wrong. And the church needs to stand up, and you need to stop it in your community. But, you know, unfortunately, it's, it, you're not going to stop it. God will stop it because judgment's coming. But that was a good story. It was a good story, and a perfect example of not living in your past with all the mistakes and all the things people said about you you got to move forward you got to put it behind you because God has a better life for you you know that's true I don't even like to think about my past because I don't want to wallow in it because it was not pleasing to me or to God and so I'm I'm moving forward in Christ Jesus I'm not going to wallow in my mistakes and feel sorry for me you got to move ahead you do move ahead with christ or stay condemned by satan yes amen and your own self too you you can be your worst enemy are you oh, ready that's for this true. next one well it's the same thing you just did you're kidding no I am how not. did that happen i don't know so i'm going to read this one okay. laotian per persecution okay this story comes to us from Mission Network News Online. And it's a, a story about from Laos. 
about this widow shares Christ and is under house arrest. So a 45-year-old widow in Laos was sharing Jesus with her village and paid for it with her freedom. Christian Aid Mission says Rena, which is not her name, it has been changed to protect her, began following Christ after police came to her Prayai tribal village and announced on loudspeakers that they were banning that they were banned from worshiping the Christian God and the Prayai people in Laos are animus and worship nature gods. And Rena was intrigued and wanted to know more, so she sought out two local missionaries at their home. The missionaries shared the gospel with Rena. When she prayed to follow Jesus, she was also healed from a chronic bacterial illness. And from that moment, Rena began sharing her new faith with her village, and many others embraced Christ as their Savior. A district official of official eventually heard about the surge of Christianity in the village. He came with soldiers and police and ordered all believers to renounce their faith, and every person refused. The official then demanded to know who was the first person to become a Christian. A local ministry leader says Rena came forward and she was placed under house arrest, and that was eight months ago, and she is still under house arrest today. In Laos, a 2016 decree empowered the Ministry of Home Affairs to stop any religious activities contrary to policies, traditional customs, laws, or regulations. However, much persecution of Christians in Laos is carried out by local officials acting outside of the law and the Constitution, which guarantees religious freedom. And about 60% of Laos population is Buddhist and 32% animist, with animism, with animism also finding its way into Buddhist beliefs and practices. So that leaves the other 8%, I would say, Dana, as Christians. Yeah. Well, let's see, there's only one, though, that'll deliver you. That's right. Forgive you. Heal and, you. Yeah. Give you peace at passes all understanding that world can't understand till they come to Christ. And again in their constitution freedom of religion. Right. And uh, you know that you can find that in a lot of countries that persecute Christians. (laughs) So. Yeah. You know I mean it's It's, I I think it's funny you know this whole story when you look at it from the standpoint of of this guy that's coming in there bringing soldiers you know who's the culprit who's the smart guy you know who's the one that started this trouble and up pops this this woman who just She's simply probably shared, a little bitty thing <laughs> she just shared her faith and everybody believed she prays for them and they get healed <laughs> yeah i can see her excitement in the lord because he saved her he healed her he gave her peace and so he locks her in house arrest. She's probably spending her time praying. Yeah. You know, the thing of it is, is that Paul was in house arrest for two years, and he continued to minister the whole time. That's right. And so, they, they let his friends come to see him. They, yeah. Wasn't he disappointed when it took 
you know, his whole army to lock up one little old gal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh, crazy. I mean, you know, God can do things like that, make the wicked look so foolish. That's right. Are you really, you know, and and I've talked about this before. You get over in India and a lot of these things, these places on the front line where the Christianity is right there with those who want to kill him and stop him. But you see miracles and signs and wonders all the time. And we've seen supernatural miracles like to uh, Old Testament miracles, prophetic miracles by prophets. We've seen apostolic miracles like from the times of the apostles. Uh, We see a lot of this stuff today going on all the time. And, you know, then you, you see where former people who hated Christianity then become Christians. And we have uh, examples of that that we've covered in times past. You know, where people got saved and they went back to the same people they were persecuting, trying to kill. That's right. To find out about Jesus and the gospel. And uh, see, that's what you're dealing with. And that's why, you know, when we talk about the battle for truth, like we began with who is Jesus, you know, Jesus was a great teacher. But if you miss the fact that he's the Savior, the Son of God, who provided atonement for your sins, and he's the Son of God, you're going to miss the whole boat. you got to get it right. You can't get it halfway. You know, there's no halfway in heaven. That's just the way it is. Now, we got another real good one. And, uh, you know, whenever I see Chibok. Oh, I think of, I can't think of her name now. Oh, Dana, I can't think of her name. What is it? Well, I think I've got it down here. But, uh, no, I didn't put it in here. I'll think of it in a minute. Well, it's not a Sia Bibi. That's the other no, one. No, it's not her. But this is a woman that uh, is still missing. She's got kids. We know that. And she's living with ISIS, no, Boko Haram, in the jungle. And they talk about that here. Um, but they found these two women, uh, Hawa Joseph and Mary Dada. Um, government troops were around the town. And these two girls, gals, they've got kids now were found with other civilians. And each one was carrying a baby. And they were happy. And this one, Mary, was 18 when she was kidnapped. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, when you you look at it, you know, they're, they're forced off, they're married, and and uh, it just amazes me. She, uh, Mary was glad that she's back. 
And of course, the Chibok, that was a big deal because we were all connected with it. We've been following the Chibok girls for a long time. And uh, I mean, if it would have been your daughter, you know, that would have been unbelievable. Oh, yes. Now, Mary said there's 20 more Chibok girls still in that enclave in the Sambistoporus. How many more? 20. Huh. And uh, her husband and... Now, see, uh, Mary is the one that actually told her husband, one of the Boko Haram fighters, that she was going to visit another Chibok girl. And then she tracked going on to another town where she made contact with the troops. And uh, Hawa was nine when she was abducted and married off. Wow. She said she was married off not long ago. She was a 14-month-old, but her husband and father-in-law were killed. They were abandoned, and no one cared to look after us. So they left, too. And there's been a number of them that's managed to get out of there. Yeah, but we're still waiting for that one, and I cannot for the life of me remember her name. Well, I don't have my other stuff here, but uh, we covered her for quite a while. Yes, that upsets me. I can't remember. Yeah, you, you know it. For her and I, oh. Yeah, just the way it is. And the thing that irritates me the most, I think, is how do these... How do these girls... How do, they, how do these people get away with this stuff? I don't know. Why do they continue to get away with it? Nobody does anything, so they continue to... Well, I know. And, and I think that's the biggest... The biggest issue there is. You know, and uh, you know, we've we've followed so many of these people and uh, you know, I mean I just can't imagine having people like that get away with this. Oh, I know. And, uh, and of course, they're all
you know, have to go through humiliating circumstances. And it's a wonder they're even back. Now, two we talked about not too long ago. They came to the United States and were educated. Remember that? Yeah. They were. It wasn't too long ago we were talking about that. That's right. Leah Sherabu, that's who it is. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I couldn't think of that. Well, it, it just amazes me. We're still me. waiting for her to be re- freed. Well, you know, the last time we heard... was that they treated her fairly good and she was um, she did have two kids last I heard and she was still doing alright but she was still uh, talking to the other girls about the Lord and keeping her faith it, it, it's hard to say how long she's going to be there now they threatened with Leah because she's one of the ones that what openly said that that she would not recant. Good for her. And she stood strong. And they said for that she's going to stay forever with them. So Leah Sherabu and... Uh, I hope they never break her. Lord, don't let anybody or anything take her out of your hands. Yeah, it just absolutely amazes me. And... Uh, well, and that leads us to uh, International Christian Concern. This year they did their, and they do this every year, their Persecutor of the Year Award. Yeah, what an award. Don't we feel good about ourselves getting that? <laughs> this is Persecutor of the Year Award. Now, you can download the full report on the ICC website. Go to persecution.org forward slash POI, P-O-Y. In other words, persecutor of the year. That's what POI is for. Now, see their top three. Now, it's not surprising for us because we know the top country was Afghanistan. The top entity was the Polani. And the top individual was Ayatollah. None of these... None of these are surprising. The Ayatollah in Iran. Uh, now, the only thing about the Iran and the Ayatollah, you've got a bunch of kids there that want a Western version of freedom rather than the Ayatollah's version. Uh, the Fulani continue to be one of the biggest threats in Nigeria. And because the, the leadership of Nigeria is Muslim, its leader, Buhari, is a Fulani. So, for some reason, he doesn't seem fit enough to stop all the violence against Christians. And we're talking just tons of Christians getting killed. I don't think he wants to. No, I don't think he does either. And... And ICC said it was tens of thousands of Christians and left many more homeless. 
I would say tens of thousands of Christians are, have been killed and thousands and thousands are homeless. Yeah, uh, upon thousands. Yeah, it, it, it would be easy. And, of course, Afghanistan is on the list because of that knuckle-headed Biden who didn't know what he was doing. And the fact that he gave away uh, our military base, one of the high-tech, best military base ever built, lots of money, and now China has it. And gave away all that military equipment. All the military equipment. They just took the people out. And that uh, Biden... You know, he is an old fool up there. This guy should not be in office, but what he did in Afghanistan illustrated to the world that there's a change in America. And it's just absolutely ridiculous what what he did and how stupid it was. And the people that work with him are no smarter than he is because none of them understand the importance of what they did and how stupid it was. And our military personnel being killed and other people yeah. as well. Now, see, those are the ones they say. Well, I've added a few. North Korea. Yes, that's number two. Yeah, China. And it's ongoing with the with the Christians that are there, but also, you know, the Muslim groups, the Uyghurs. India. Ongoing with the Hindus and the Christians all the time. Yes. Pakistan, we've talked about Pakistan. Nigeria, we, you know, we definitely agree with Nigeria. And we agree with uh, Ayatollah, but we, more specific, Iran in general. But there's a lot of areas where w- when we talk about the persecutor of, Christi- persecutor of Christians, it's just absolutely all over the plate. I mean, everywhere. And and that's an issue, you know. And Biden doesn't seem, he's over there begging Iran. He was over begging Iran for oil. He went to Venezuela to beg for oil. All the while, he shut down our own oil when we could have had everything we, we needed to be able to function. And even now, he's opened up the oil reserve and uh, last report was that oil made its way to China. If you can believe that. <laughs> now that's what Biden does. So he's he is too busy making major mistakes to understand what you need to do with the persecuted church. That's Matter right. of fact, he he doesn't even understand the, the the situation in Israel. And so, you know, the regime we have in America needs to be overthrown, period. They need to get out of there. Because they're they're the worst group of fodder, fake uh, White House people. These people have not a clue how to run anything, let alone a government. That's right. <clears throat> and every one of them need to be removed. Because the biggest thing on some of their plate there is being different, being gay or lib or whatever whatever they're doing. And all you have to do is just spend time looking at some of the videos out of the White House. And you'll see, you know, this is a big game for them. It's not a game. And, uh, you know, it's just ridiculous. When you begin showing things like that to the world, they see how foolish America has become. 
And uh, that's right. We, and so we're the, the laughing stock of the world. And so I bring that up because that's going to make a major difference in the persecution of Christians worldwide and the persecution of Christians in America. So make no mistake, you know, everything that your president and and, uh, everybody that works under him that he appointed, they are lawless, they shouldn't be there, and they need to be removed, but they will also cause persecution of Christians in this country, and they're going to cause... uh, viable deaths of more Christians globally. He needs to be taken out. He needs to be sent somewhere else, him and his wife, and let them rest the rest of their days fishing or whatever they do. But he should be nowhere near politics. Try Gitmo. I'm all for Gitmo. (laughs) So at any rate, so remember that. You can go on over to persecution.org. That's ICC. And they will have their Persecutor of the Year Award. International Christian Concern. Yeah. It's persecution.org. Okay. So, at any rate, there you go. And I think we have another one here. We do have some time. Not enough time. Well, I don't know. You got... uh, how much time do I have? About eight minutes. Oh, I don't know. I can try. Well, you shouldn't be reading more than that anyway. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a preacher, former mob boss. This um, story comes to us from CBN News. It's an ex-mob boss, Michael Franzese's Franzese? It's born again, preaches about Jesus. There is a heaven and there is a hell. So he is 71 now. And he um, preached a sermon at Great Glory's Harvest Christian Fellowship. And he was a one-time member of the Colombo Italian-American Mafia crime family in New York. And now he's a Christian author and speaker. So the son of a former mob boss, Sonny Frazies, he was arrested 18 different times for various criminal activities. And at the age of 29, he was named to the rank of Capo Regime, overseeing a crew of 300 mob soldiers. And his influence continued to grow. And in 1986, Fortune magazine listed him as number 18 on the list of the 50 most richest, most wealthy and powerful ma- mafia bosses. What a title, huh? And um, he was arrested and put in prison and he was in he spent 29 months and 7 days in solitary confinement in a 6 by 8 cell. And he said it was me and God and that's not easy. We were meant to be solo. We weren't meant to be solo creatures. We were meant to be social. And he said, when the lights went out at night, a lot of guys did not do well. There was a lot of moaning and groaning. He said he dove into the Bible. He prayed every day, and it was his closest time with the Lord because he had no choice. That was it. And he said, and thank God, I turned to him and nowhere else. But you know what happened in that hole? I developed a healthy fear of hell. And um, he was telling people that there really is a hell and there is a heaven. 
and Jesus was direct when he had to be, but he had a knack of communicating with gentleness. And Frazee says, Today our culture seems to celebrate men who speak their mind and pull no punches as if being a bully is an admirable trait. On the contrary, Jesus himself said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And he explains Christians should use gentleness when approaching non-believers about salvation. He said, um, gentleness, because we're not here to impose our faith on anybody. We're not here to turn anybody into a Christian. We can't do that. That's God's deal. So we want to be effective in delivering the message. We want to be gentle because it's our our obligation as Christians to share, not impose. And he said one of his favorite traits of Jesus is his commitment to prayer. Before anything major was about to take place, Jesus spent time alone in prayerful conversation with the Father. He would withdraw to desolate places and pray. We're going to have to... Okay, well, I'm done anyway. So that's a good story. Thank God he got saved. He was a horrible person, and now he's a preacher for the gospel of Christ. Well, I I like that story. I do, too. Thank God. And you and I, you don't hear much about mob bosses, but when you and I were growing up, yeah, we had a lot of mob bosses. And you just don't leave the mob. Nope. That's why they had the soldiers. That's right. So we're going to have to get out of here. I enjoyed that story. Me too. That was good. Go ahead, Tower. Say your goodbyes. We'll leave. Good night, everybody. We love you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. We hope all of you are doing well. Stay safe. Be careful out there. And seek the Lord. We love you. Pray for your brethren around the world and thank you. We thank you for all you do for the Lord. Good night, everybody. And don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, pick up a copy of my new book, The Rising. And uh, you can it's sold at a lot of places, but you can go on over to our websites, either one. We have ads there. They have links. And uh, pick up a copy. And then tell us what you think after you've read it. Until next time, God bless. Good night. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.